Radio 77. WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Great Warren Zevine did not make the Hall of Fame. This is a travesty. We're pissed about it. Jim Kerr, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame DJ, called us during his own show on Q104.3 at 6.45 this morning, agreed with us. This interview I'm going to do now with Luke Russert is brought to you by Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. Of course, uh, tankless water heaters as well. Check them out, peerlessboilers.com. They do build the world's best boilers. And some of my uh, best IMIS memories were uh, me, Don, and Tim, Tim Russert. In fact, uh, a couple of times when I was the brunt or the butt of IMIS's jokes and had a role play a couple of times, including once dressed up as a female cowboy, Tim Russert was all too willing to play along, and he was great. And I'm friendly with Chuck Todd, you know that. But I can't stand the guy that Chuck plays on TV. Like, I hate that guy. I love Chuck Todd personally, but the guy on Meet the Press, I can't stand him. But I loved him, Russert. Whether it was I miss or Meet the Press, and I miss him. And I did talk to and meet Luke Russert years ago. He may not remember. but um, And he's done a lot of TV work himself. But his book is out, and his book reminds me of my book, which I released last September, Citizens United, where, much like Luke, I was very close to my late father, Harvey, as you guys know, and wrote my book about him. Luke's book is titled, Look for Me There, Grieving My Father, Finding Myself, Luke Russert. Luke, good morning, buddy. How are you, pal? Hey, good morning, Sid. Nice to hear you. How you been? I've been great, and it's nice to hear you, too. And you were little when uh, when I got to know Not little, little, but you were a little guy. And uh, you've gone on to do some great things, and I'm sure your dad is very, very proud. So congratulations. Well, I, I appreciate that, and uh, I remember you guys so well. I mean, if your radio sounds funny in the morning, you're listening to I Miss in the Morning. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. off and on on the rides to school. And uh, yeah. I remember there were some moments where my dad would be like, all right, earmuffs. It's true. Yeah. Those were interesting times. They were. Uh, and, of course, uh, I Miss has passed away since, and – we're doing real well here. And Lou Rafino, uh, Luke, was one of the stars on the IMA show. He ran the board for the whole show. He's with me now. And for years, I had Bernard as well. He tragically passed away last year. So we have a lot of the IMA guys still here today. But I have to tell you about your book. So you, you, you say, you know, you look for your father at times. And for the better part of 22 years, after every one of my shows, Luke, I did great shows. I did lousy shows. It didn't matter. Show one did it 10. And 10.03, I got a text from my dad, and he always said the same thing. What a great show. And when he died in July of 2020, I took two weeks off because I really could. And I still can't handle it, by the way. And I came back that Monday morning two weeks later, and I finished the show. And I was waiting at 10.03 for my father's text, and it never came. And that's when the reality hit me. Oh, my God, he's gone. And your book brings back a lot of those memories. It's a beautiful book. 
And I'm sure your father, again, is very proud. And it's so hard. I mean, what you're talking about, Sid, is you get to that moment where it hits you. And for everybody, it's different. And I tried to outrun that moment for such a long time. And when I when he passed away, I threw myself into working at NBC, worked up the ladder to cover Congress, but ultimately got to a place where I was not fulfilled because I don't think I ever had accepted the grief of – or processed the grief of losing him. And – and you just got me thinking of yesterday. So I, I, was, I did an event in Buffalo over this weekend. And one of the things about the title, Look For Me There, is my dad used to say that to a, a place of pickup, you know, at a ball game or a rock concert at the airport. And, and this is worth there. noting, by the way, you're in Buffalo, and your father, sorry, Ron and Sana, your father is the most fa- sorry, Kathy Hochul, your father is the most famous Buffalo Bills fan ever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I, I was I would agree with that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But uh, I get back, and uh, one of the places where he used to say, you know, look for me there, was there's this coffee shop in the National Airport here in D.C., uh, right when you get out of the of the terminal. And just by happenstance, I happened to land at that gate yesterday, and I walked by that coffee shop, and I just I, – I start crying because oh. I see the ghost. You know, you see – you go – Oh, gosh, there were so many times where he would be right there underneath that sign. And I think there's a lot of us that that carry those types of thoughts and that uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. But ultimately, when you learn to live with it and you get to a place of acceptance, it becomes peaceful and and you're happy. And I I, I waved to him there. I was like, yeah, he's he's happy today. Mm. He's doing well today. Mm, I love that. How long? I'm 56, and ironically, Luke, I was just complaining. I don't feel very well, and my wife is yelling at me to go to the doctor. Uh, literally, the segment was 20 minutes ago. I think your father was only 58 when he passed away, right? He was 58, right. and it had a decently clean bill of health. You know, had passed a stress test uh, before, but he died of something called the Widowmaker, and basically there's a plaque buildup in the arteries, and one of the things that – uh, I I did since you know, right after he passed away was I started to take care of my own heart health at a very early age and you can't do that young enough. Uh, you know, for a long time just oh don't worry about that to your 40 or your 50. No, if, if you have any family history, get in right away. At least get your blood pressure looked at, do an EKG, just sort of get a baseline yeah. to see where you're at. How old, uh, are, you, how old are you now, Luke? I am 37. 37. You're a handsome kid, by the way. And your and your father uh, is gone. How long now? Fifteen years this June, June third. Right. So, 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 fifteen years, and it's never a long time because, like you said, you passed by a coffee shop yesterday and started to cry. And clearly, this book reminds everybody how much it still hurts and how much you love them. But you're fifteen years in. You know, I'm about two years in. I and like you said, but early on when your dad first passed away, you, you tried to outrun it. I guess I'm in that outrun stage, and um, I'm not running very fast. Luke, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're on the phone this morning because I could. This is kind of like a therapy session for both of us. I need you here today, so thank you for that. Oh, likewise, and I appreciate it. And one of the things I write about in that uh, in, in the book is that you do try to outrun it because confronting it means that he's actually gone, and that's the first sort of step. Is you have to come to that place of peace with, all right, he's not going to be waiting for me at that coffee shop. He's not going to be sending me the text, right? But then what I sort of felt, and I've, I've heard this from other folks too, you know, Tom Brokaw, he said to me early on, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time, but 
you said, you know, you're, listen to your dad. Your dad's with you every step of the way. Listen. Put yourself in that position to listen. Hmm. And I'll go into these uh, what I call a meditative state where I just sort of close my eyes and I imagine what a conversation would be like. And it's really, really helpful. And I, I, I thought that was kind of weird and silly for a long time. And then I started to do it as I started to, tra- started to travel. I would be driving in some faraway land completely by myself, like in the middle of Oman, in the Middle <laughs> East, driving through these mountains and just having a conversation with Dad for an hour and a half. Awesome. And it was really helpful. Really, That's really awesome. Helpful. And I tell you, you follow through in a long line because I remember very vividly when your father, God rest his soul, wrote the book about his father. Your grandfather, Big Russ, and they talked about their days together going to Buffalo Bills games. So your father wrote a book about his father, your grandfather. You wrote a book about your father. So I think it's beautiful the Russert family continues this tradition of honoring the men that made them the great men like you are today. I love that. Well, you're very kind, and I just did the event in Buffalo, and it was actually at this place called the Blackthorn Club, which is literally the is where my grandfather used to hang out, and they had uh, the guys who wear the black hats on St. Patrick's Day and march in the parade and all that, the black top hats, and so it was really <laughs> nice to reconnect with all those with awesome. all those folks. Um, but it's it it, it 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 hits on something that I think is so important, which is that the father son bond is incredibly unique. And there are some people that have wonderful relationships with their father. There's some people that don't know their father. They already have a bad relationship, whatever. It doesn't matter where you are on that spectrum. It has a real effect on you. Yeah, and that is something that uh, we as often like as men, we don't explore enough. We kind of just yeah, store and ignore. Uh, but that it, 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 it sits with you for a long time. It does. And I'm one of those guys that cries over everything, Luke. I'm a tough guy. bench press 300 pounds. You look at me, I look like I'm steel. But I cry over everything. So I uh, I have no issue telling everybody I miss my daddy and, I, and all that. Uh, me and my son are very, very close. My 14-year-old son, Gabriel, he's my life. So let me ask you a, a silly political question, which I know you get all the time. It's annoying. I know it is. But it's obligatory, and that is. Sure, sure. What would your father say about the job that Chuck Todd's doing? What would my father say about the job that Chuck Todd's doing? Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. No, I know you work uh, with Chuck at NBC. Hired Chuck. My father hired Chuck. Uh, to be NBC News political director in, uh, I believe it was 2007. He came over from the hotline, and he had great respect for Chuck. And then I think he would say, you know, Chuck, you're doing a good job with what is the society is handed to you. You know, it's a much different game now in 2023 than it was in 2008. When my father died, it was still the broadcast in the morning, the broadcast in the evening, People still got print newspapers. Digital was taken off, but it was not at the level that it is today with social media turning videos left and right with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram having such a role. And I think that's something where what would Meet the Press have looked like you know, with Tim Russert in the digital era. When he died, it was really the end of that more traditional era. So it's it's you know in sports we we like to say it's tough to compare eras yeah but I, I think Chuck given it it's hard to replace a legend right um right. and David Gregory had you know it's hard for him as well so I think those guys have done the a, a, a good job the best they can but it it does speak to my father's legacy that so many years later people are still talking about oh my god um, luke every day you know? every day yeah. it's always yeah. he'll never be tim russert which begs this question in the final 60 seconds you're brilliant you speak so well you're great looking 
you got all the qualities that the late, great Tim Mustard, who I loved, had. So no disrespect to David Gregory, but Chuck Todd, who's a good friend of mine. Chuck and I are good friends. What do you say one more Russard moderates <laughs> meet the press? I would, I'd say never say never, but uh, it'll be a minute because uh, I, I like to sleep on Sunday morning. <laughs> <right now. laughs> yeah, but if I gave you three million reasons why to wake up, you may wake up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's sort of something you, you come along to. But I will say I'm I'm very interested in what the future of media is because – I have read all these articles about, oh, you know, TV's dead and print's dead and whatnot. And I went on TV last week, you know, for the first time in a while, the muscle memory came back. There's still a huge audience out there. Huge. So I would say the death of TV, the death of radio is is greatly exaggerated. Um, you know, 20 million people watch the evening news. If you count up the three networks, the Sunday shows are right around five, six, seven million, depending on what's going on. Cable's still high. So don't dismiss all that right away. It's, it, not everybody is going to be sub-stacking and podcasting uh, for, to get their news in, in just, just right away. Well said. Again, the book is Look For Me There, Grieving My Father, Finding Myself. And it's about the great relationship between Tim Russert, who we all miss and love, and his son, Luke, who's just uh, such an impressive, impressive guy. Luke, it's great catching up again. I wish you'd come by more often. I wish you the best of luck with this book. And keep in touch. I love the Russert family. Thank you so uh, well, much. Well, thank you so much. Sid. I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing that story about the uh, the texts with your dad. That was very heartwarming. That's one I'm going to carry with me for a long time. That uh, was wonderful. I appreciate thank, that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that with your great book. There he is, folks. Luke Russert. The apple did not fall far from the tree. Oh, my God. Tim Russert somewhere is very, very proud of that young man, Luke Russert. Luke, I love you, pal. I'll be right back.